Hi, my name is Rifki. Welcome to This Week Unpacked. Before starting, a massive thank you to Jewish Colorado for sponsoring this week's episode. If you too are interested in sponsoring future episodes, be in touch at podcasts at jewishunpacked.com. Okay, as we say in Yiddish, weiter, let's dive in. Here at Unpacked, we focused a lot on the Ethiopian Jewish experience. We have a video detailing Israel airlifting thousands of Ethiopian Jews to Israel in the 1980s and 1990s. We have an article we published on the 30th anniversary of one of those airlifts, Operation Solomon. And we have a longer and more detailed podcast episode of Unpacking Israeli History about the same topic. It comes up again and again because the rich heritage and history of the Jewish Ethiopian community is surprisingly really critical to understanding the entire state of Israel. As usual, all these links are in the show notes. And now we're excited to share that our parent company, Open Door Media, is producing a new film on this topic called Exodus 91. Directed by my awesome colleague, Micah Smith. Hey, Micah. The film tells the incredible story of Operation Solomon and highlights a fundamental principle of Israel's existence, one that Avram Fried articulated so well in his classic 1981 album, No Jew Will Be Left Behind. But the story is not over. And this is where this week's episode topic comes in. Because if you've been reading the newspaper, you know that there's been major fighting in Ethiopia over the past year, and it's only getting worse. Earlier this month, the Ethiopian government declared a state of emergency as rebel forces advanced towards the capital. Thousands have already been killed and millions displaced since it broke out one year ago. According to the New York Times, amidst this crisis, at least 8,000 Ethiopians are stuck in the war-torn country and awaiting decisions on their eligibility to make Aliyah. Wait, wait, make Aliyah? So they're Jewish? Well, it's fascinating, and we'll get into it in this episode. These Ethiopians waiting to make Aliyah are known as the Falash Mura, and they're generally descendants of Jews who converted to Christianity under duress in the 19th and 20th centuries. Now, I need to make an important side note here. Unlike the immigrants who arrived in Israel during Operations Moses and Solomon, they are not members of what's called the Beta Israel, the original Jewish community of Ethiopia. You can check out more about the Beta Israel in the Unpacking Israel History episode that I mentioned before. And of course, that link is in the show notes. But when it comes to this group, the Falashmura, Israelis are divided over the question of this group's Jewish status and whether they should be allowed to make Aliyah. It's not so simple, right? On the one hand, they come from families that converted to Christianity, and the extent to which they're still connected with Judaism is unclear. But on the other hand, they are of Jewish descent, and in many cases, they're the direct relatives of Ethiopian Israelis. So how's the Israeli government responding to this challenge? Earlier this month, Israel's Aliyah minister, Pnina Tamano Shata, who was born in Ethiopia, and Interior Minister Ayela Chaked agreed to expedite the immigration of 5,000 Ethiopians with first-degree relatives in Israel to the Jewish state. But the timeline remains unclear, and the Ethiopian-Israeli community has been pressing the government to act. Last week, hundreds of community members, including Tamano Shata, gathered outside the Prime Minister's office to demand that Israel airlift their relatives out of Ethiopia. As the situation continues to unfold in Ethiopia and Israel, we wanted to unpack what's actually going on. What do Israelis think about this challenge and what to do about the Falashmura? What do they think about the idea of another large-scale Aliyah operation for the community members who remain? Here's where we are now, at the end of 2021, when it comes to the entirety of the Ethiopian, Jewish, and Israeli community. Around 125,000 Ethiopian Jews have already moved to Israel. 
And between December of 2020 and June of 2021, 2,000 of the Falash Mura have made Aliyah. But there are still several thousand in Ethiopia hoping to move to Israel. So what do Israelis think? My colleague Sarah Himalis posed that question to Roni Akale of the Ethiopian National Project, also known as the ENP. Akale was part of the first wave of immigrants who made the dangerous trek from Ethiopia to Sudan and then to Israel. Akale responded that the government must bring the remaining community members ASAP to reunite them with their families and communities. But Akale also forcefully said that they have the right to make Aliyah. It's not just about the reunification. They are just like other Jews. They are waiting in Ethiopia as Jews and they want to be in Israel like Jews. At the same time, Akala acknowledged that the challenges of a mass aliyah during a civil war, when so many Ethiopians are trying to flee the country, is incredibly difficult. He acknowledged Israel has to tread carefully, and desperate Ethiopians could falsely claim to be Jewish. Rachamim Elazar, a journalist and activist in the Ethiopian-Israeli community who emigrated to Israel almost 40 years ago, agreed that the government should bring the group to Israel. He told Sarah, quote, you can see this issue in two ways. One is to bring those who have Jewish roots to Israel if they can prove they have Jewish roots. The second is to bring them for humanitarian reasons. I personally support bringing them. Elazar acknowledged that yes, there are legitimate questions about the community's Jewish status. He said that some of the community claim that they are Jewish and feel connected with Judaism, but they practice Christianity and they come from families who separated from the Beta Israel community. But Elazar underscored that many of the Falash Mura have been waiting to immigrate to Israel for as many as 20 years. He underscored that the Israeli government has to make a decision already about whether they are eligible. Meanwhile, Ori Frednik, head of Jews of Ethiopia, took a more strident tone and called on the government to launch a mission on the scale of Operations Moses and Solomon, telling Army Radio, quote, We are receiving worrying reports from the sons and daughters of the Jewish communities of Addis Ababa and Gondar. A lightning rescue operation is needed before a disaster happens. Prime Minister Bennett can make history and follow the paths of Begin and Shamir with an effective Aliyah operation, or be remembered as the one who did not heed the warnings and did not prevent the worst of all. How about Israeli government leaders? How did they respond? Pnina Tamano Shata, Israel's Aliyah minister who has been leading this charge, spoke at the recent protest, saying, quote, I will not give up until the state of Israel corrects this injustice. I took on this task, and I intend to see it realized by this government. Many other government leaders have kept silent on the issue. Haaretz reported that one person, Defense Minister Benny Gantz, is believed to be against any immediate action, but that no party leader has really weighed in. Israeli President Isaac Herzog called on the government to bring those waiting to make Aliyah quickly to Israel. Similarly, Diaspora Affairs Minister Nachman Shai of the Labor Party told the New York Times, quote, My position is to bring them as soon and as many as possible, and then say this operation of 40 or 50 years is over. However, not everyone supports the continuation of Ethiopian immigration to Israel. Ben Dror Yamini, a columnist for Yediyoda Chronot, has brought a few reasons. The first is practical. He told the New York Times, quote, There's no end to it. After this 10,000, there'll be another 10,000 with first-degree relatives, and then more relatives of relatives. But his second reason is actually more philosophical. Like others, he simply doesn't believe that the Falash Mura are actually Jewish. 
In one of his recent columns, Yemeni cited findings from the National Security Council that the Ethiopians seeking Aliyah are not Jewish according to the rules of the law of return. Yemeni further claimed that members of the Falash Mura community identify with Messianic Judaism, a religious movement that mixes elements of Judaism with evangelical Christianity and is decidedly outside the Jewish camp. Now, this important question, whether the Falashmur are Jewish or aren't Jewish, is, as you've seen, really critical. There's a lot more to the history of this question, but I'll just say something that I think should be pretty important for all of us. In 2002, Rabbi Avadi Yosef, who had been the well-respected Sephardi chief rabbi of Israel, officially declared that the Falashmura had converted out of fear and persecution, and therefore they should be considered Jews and allowed to make Aliyah. However, unlike the Beta Israel community, this did come with a small asterisk. See, the Beta Israel Elim were considered Jews full stop, no question. But the Falashmura, to be allowed to move to Israel, had to commit to one thing. They had to undergo Orthodox religious conversions, because there was a little more doubt. They weren't the first community to be given this asterisk. For similar reasons, many Russian Olim are also not considered halachic Jews, according to the Israeli government. In any case, though many didn't love it, didn't feel super comfortable with it, the vast majority of the Falash Mura readily agreed to this provision. So what's the bottom line? Grace Rodnitsky of the ENP said something that seems basic, but I think really isn't. She said, quote, I think there's a need for greater awareness by the entire Israeli community and the Jewish world about the Ethiopian Jewish community. We could not agree more. It is critical to learn and teach this story about the Ethiopian Jewish community, which is perhaps why at Unpacked, we have videos, podcasts, and even that new film about the Ethiopian Jewish community. When I think about the Ethiopian Aliyah story, I think about Kibbutz Galiot, or the ingathering of the exiles. Israel's Declaration of Independence underscores this idea as a central mission of the Jewish state, which is why the Law of Return, which guarantees automatic citizenship for any Jew around the world, is so central to Israel's identity. The Ethiopian Jewish story is a story of Israel doing exactly what the state set out to do, become a homeland to all Jews, regardless of our different traditions, races, religious observances, and histories. At the end of the day, we are all one people, and Israel is the one place where we could all come home. And with that, I hope to see you at a screening for Exodus 91. Come over, introduce yourself. I can't wait to meet you. Thanks for listening. This Week Unpacked is a production of Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. If you're listening to this, but you haven't yet subscribed, do it now. You'll never miss future episodes. And while you're there, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would mean a lot. And if you ignore those other things, that's fine. But don't ignore this one. More than anything, we really, really, really want to hear from you. Email us, podcast at jewishunpacked.com. You can get feedback on an episode, send suggestions for future ones, or just ask my address for sending me Hanukkah gifts. Research and writing for this episode was led by Sarah Himalis, and the team includes John Kunza, Avi Posen, and Rob Perra. Noam Weissman is the executive producer of This Week Unpacked, and I'm your host, Rifki Stern. Thanks for listening and see you next week.